Welcome back to The Brandon White Show, where we have conversations worth listening to give you an edge to win in your business and your life. I'm your host, Brandon White. Here we go. Welcome back to The Edge Podcast, giving you the edge to win in business and in life. Here's your host, Brandon White. Hello, friends. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about how to be happier with yourself. And we are going to use a scientific study that was done called Buying Time Promotes Happiness. And while that may seem like a spoiler, you're going to want to listen to the end because there's some pretty interesting findings on how this works. And it's not quite that simple. This study was done by Ashley Wilhans, Elizabeth Dunn, Paul Smeets, Renee Beakers, and Mike and Michael Norton, who we want to give a shout out to because this is a really good study and with a good framework that has some statistically significant results that we, after listening to this, can actually put into practice to become happier. Their hypothesis was that buying time may provide a way to meet daily demands and to increase our happiness overall. And by using money to buy that time back with tasks that we don't like, they said we would be happier. Now, there's a catch here, which we'll talk about in a minute. But in general, it turns out that it's true. The participants they took from multiple cultures and countries, they took people from the United States, Denmark, and Canada. And in the Netherlands, they had a group of millionaires because they wanted to set out and understand if people who clearly had the means to buy themselves time, one is if they did it, and two is if they didn't do it, why? And if they did do it, did it buy themselves happiness? And they did the same thing with people who weren't quite a millionaire, but they gave them money and tested if they would actually use that money spontaneously when they, were, when they received it to actually buy some of their time back. And in the entire, across the entire study, across all the countries and all the participants, they were asked two questions about whether and how much money they spent each month to increase their free time paying someone else to do enjoyable tasks, daily tasks. What they found was that 28 of the people spent money to buy themselves time. And of those people, they all reported compared to the other group that they were happier. And the researchers in in, in here state it reached statistical significance for the nationally representative sample of working working Americans, adults in Canada and Denmark, and millionaires in the Denmark, in the Netherlands. The results crossed all of these countries and all of these cultures. And the interesting thing is it was not moderated by income or wealth. People from across the income spectrum benefited benefited from buying time. So it didn't matter. And they controlled for that in this study, which is a good thing so that we can rely on it. I'm going to read a few pieces of this study because I think they put it into words better than I could summarize it for you. And they're ultimate finding was our experiment provides the clearest window into the process by demonstrating that people felt less end of day time pressure when they purchased time saving services, which explained for their improved mood that day. And they say, 
People who spend money on time-saving purchases report greater life satisfaction and go on to explain that further, which really you, all, all there is to summarize here is if you buy yourself some time on some tasks, it will make you happier. So we're getting to the catch. It turns out that spending too much money on time-saving services could undermine the perceptions of personal control by leading people to infer that they are unable to handle any daily tasks, potentially reducing well-being. So this is the balance that you have to do. And I know in my life, there were some things that Yvette and I just ultimately hate doing and took off our plate. But I could see if we just had people doing everything for us, that maybe you would feel like, one, you're not in control, and two is you can't do it, which is a human thing. So it really doesn't matter how much money you have, even if you can afford it. Things that we've done, just as an example to throw out some ideas, is cleaning the house, which costs some money. We do it once a week, but it made a world of difference in our lives. Just, I think sometimes just the pressure of thinking about cleaning the house on a weekend and using quote unquote spare time to do that was stressful and had an effect. As I look back from the time that we used to do it, which was many, many years, and now, which we've been doing it for, oh, I don't know, probably nine years now. The other thing was mowing the yard. And while I did get some satisfaction from thinking while I was mowing the yard, sort of like taking a shower and and sort of processing things, I realized that I could get more of a benefit by actually spending that time riding my bike, which would be a little bit more physically demanding, more fun, as importantly. And it's not just about mowing the yard. You got to blow the yard. You got to clean up the grass. You got to do clean up the leaves. You can't just got to pick up all the sticks. So it turns into mowing the yard actually has a lot of subtasks associated with it. And while in our case, pushing a lawnmower didn't necessarily bother me, all the other crap around it totally I hated. And that stressed me out. And then every day that, say, I got busy and the grass was growing, I be, the stress was not linear, I'd say it's exponential. If you think about these things in your life, some things that you could do, or even ironing, and people say, well, dry cleaning isn't good for the environment. I don't know. Find an environmentally good dry cleaner who uses better chemicals or environmentally safe chemicals. So let's keep talking about the results. There there was a follow-up program of this where they asked the millionaires what they uh, if they bought their time. Only about half actually did that. And that's interesting. I think it was 48% I'm looking here at the study now. But a lot of them did not use any money to buy down their time. What they then did was said, okay, well, if we just look at millionaires, that may be skewed. So let's just look at normal people and let's give them money. So they asked an additional sample of 98 working adults how they would spend a windfall of $40 using the identical prop and the identical participant population from their experiment and asked them to describe the intention of the purpose 
Only 2%, 2% spontaneously reported that they would make time-saving purchase. I think it's one of these things that you just don't even realize these tasks that you don't like because you accept them as everyday life. Or the study went on to talk about there may be this cultural bias where, say, women believe that they need to, this is air quotes for those of you who aren't watching on video, need to cook dinner. They need to clean the house. They need to do this. I don't know who need to, who says need to, other than I think it's society, but those are real things and they can be hard to overcome, especially if you live or are brought up in a culture where those things are actually valued as part of your role in the household. And the thing is, they, they make you miserable. So I would suggest that you really take a look at maybe a few of these things that you could pay that maybe aren't expensive. And you could be thinking or saying, Brandon, oh, I can't, I can't afford that. Well, you can afford it. You, you might not be able to not afford to do it because of the unhappiness that it brings. Then these researchers even went further and they, they looked, I think they collaborated with Stanford University. And in here it says, Stanford University conducted a small pilot study in which doctors were rewarded with vouchers for time-saving services. Doctors who received these vouchers reported better work-life balance and tension rates increased. That's interesting. Suggesting that organization may benefit from rewarding employees. So not only were the doctors happier, but they retained more people at that position in the, in Stanford University. So it is very, very, very clear that taking these small tasks that you don't like, might I say hate, off your plate could exponentially increase your happiness. So we've mentioned a few of these things, but spend a little time after this episode thinking about uh, cleaning your house, mowing the yard, doing laundry, ironing. Maybe you just have someone who comes in and just do the laundry. As I was doing the outline and PowerPoint or deck for this episode, I was thinking, man, maybe someone just come in and do the laundry. Like that would be that would be huge. And I know there are services for that. There's not services. I Well, I don't really know. I, I don't think there's services here in town, but that would be a great service. That's one of the things Yvette and I is on the, on the list. I don't know. Cleaning the house was definitely one. Number two, for me, was at least mowing the yard. Number three, might be doing laundry. It takes a lot of time and doesn't seem to bring us a lot of happiness regularly. Ironing, I don't mind ironing, but that maybe you have a lot of clothes that you like pressed. Even if you work at home, maybe you're still having dress shirts to be on that Zoom meeting or whatever it is. So think about that after this episode and don't try to conquer the world. Just take one, pay for that and see what happens. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe because we don't want you to miss any future episodes like this. As importantly, thanks for listening. We appreciate you.
We'll see each other in the next episode. Bye, everyone.